Thank you again, the praise team, for the wonderful praise. Let us thank them. Yesterday, we talked about the importance of uh, cultivating the desire within us. Cultivating the desire within us is important because you don't want to be victims of the change that is imposed on you. You want to be active change makers, active agent of changes. That means you have to know what you want to change. A lot of problem we have is a lot of people don't know what to change because they are so used to being changed. So they don't even know, what do I need to change? Even though there are a lot of changes that are possible, we do not really know what to change. That's, that's why cultivating desire, by cultivating the desire, you know what you need to change. You find out who you are. You find out what you need to do to have more fulfilling life. I mean, change, I said, is to you change so that you become truer to yourself. Then, without knowing what you are and what you want to be, there cannot be any change. That's why cultivating desire within us is very, very important. Today's second lecture on change, we are going to talk about dynamics of change, change uh, itself in a way. Change is journey. And can you show me the next slide, please? This is a picture I took in Galilee. It's a Galilee lake. Change is a journey. Not one-time event. On the surface, it looks like one-time event. For example, when you immigrate from Korea to Canada, you pack up and take the plane, and you come to Canada. One-time event. It can be done in a day. In the morning you leave, in the evening, or next day, <laughs> uh, probably, uh, you'll get here. It's a one-time event. When you send your kids off to school in different cities, you just drive them and then find a room and drop off some banchan that you made <laughs> and then say goodbye, right? It's a, a one-time event. When you get your children married off, just do a wonderful wedding and let them go. You know, they... It can be finished. Even sending away your loved ones, have a funeral, and bury them. You know, they are gone from us. So, it is one-time event. On the surface, it looks like that, but it's not. Never one-time event. When we talk about changes, we are, ta- we are not talking about what's happening on the outside. What's happening on the outside? What does that do to you as a person? 
What that does to you as a person is never a one-time event. It lasts long time. What's going on inside of us is never a one-time event. It takes long time for the inner change to take place. What's happening inside of us is not a mechanical process. What's happening outside is a mechanical process. But what's happening inside of us is not a mechanical process. It's complex and takes a long time and everybody is different. How they take what is happening outside, everybody is different. Immigration is not just packing up and coming to a different country. When you are in a totally different culture, using a different foreign language, eating Western food, what you're going through is much more than just moving to another country. I still remember when I first came to Canada. You know, whenever I saw airplane flying uh, in the sky, then, oh my goodness, that airplane must be going to Korea. Even though it's not, you know, that plane can take me to Korea anywhere. It doesn't have to be Seoul, even though I grew up in Seoul. Uh, it doesn't have to be anywhere. I mean, Seoul, it can be Gangwon-do somewhere, uh, anywhere is fine, just take me to Korea. I don't know how, uh, how sad I was. You know, whenever I was there thinking about Korea, I just it saddened me uh, a lot. But after 37 years... I don't feel that anymore. I look at the plane. Oh, good. It's noisy. <laughs> Where are they going? <laughs> I don't feel that sentiment anymore. But it took a long time, 37 years. I still uh, remember uh, the, what I did in uh, Korea. It was beautiful. You know, you just go to the, go to the river naked and uh, <laughs> swim and... <laughs> It was natural. Everybody was naked. <laughs> All the boys were naked, right? So we were, uh, you know, uh, uh, we swam and then uh, we uh, uh, caught frogs and then all kinds of things. It was fun memory, but uh, it doesn't sadden me. It's just nice, good memory. Our inner change does not happen overnight. Now I'm more comfortable here and if people tell me to go and live in Korea, I don't think I can. Uh, I visited uh, about once or twice, but I just wanted to leave as soon as possible. Once my job is done, I just wanted to come back home because this became my home. So the real change is not what's happening outside. The real change is change of the heart. That's the second point that I want to make. Real change is a change of the heart. So, journey is not outside journey. Journey is inner journey. It is journey of the heart. What's happening in your heart? So, you have to pay attention to the journey of your heart. What is your heart going through in the changes that are happening in your lives? That's what's important. You need to be aware of what is happening in your heart. What journey is your heart going through when uh, things happen in your lives? You know the story of Emmaus, right? Two disciples on the road to Emmaus. 
after Jesus died. That journey, they were going towards uh, the west in the evening. So the story is just beautiful, beautifully said. So they were walking very slowly like this. They followed Jesus for three years. They gave up everything. But now Jesus died on the cross. And they heard about Jesus' resurrection, but it didn't really, they didn't really hear it. They thought that all their dreams were gone. So they were walking like this, very slowly towards sunset. And on, on the road, they met Jesus. Jesus was talking to them. They couldn't even recognize who that was. But somehow when Jesus was talking to them, their hearts were burning. I mean, it's a physical journey. It's just walking on the road to uh, uh, Emmaus. But what's happening? Their hearts were kind of burning hot. And then when they got to a place when Jesus broke the bread, and all of a sudden their eyes opened, and then they could see Jesus. Until then, they couldn't recognize who that was. So it's not really what is happening outside, but inside, their hearts were burning and then later they were, their eyes were open and they were able to see Jesus. So almost like our journey. We go to church or we uh, been to church all our lives. So, but at one moment, our hearts are burning somehow. We have burning desire within us. And then our eyes start opening little by little and then we see Jesus. We meet Jesus. And then they were, the next day, in the morning, they were going back to Jerusalem, sunrise. In the evening was sunset, but now sunrise towards. They weren't just walking like this. Oh, they were running because they wanted to uh, tell them the good news. That describes beautifully, graphically, the journey of your heart. What is most important? is you pay attention to what is going on in your heart. People take, people somehow take heart very lightly. They think that heart is just feeling. But this is Henry Nouwen's uh, definition of the heart. Heart is not just feeling. Heart is more than that. Look at it. The source of all physical, emotional, intellectual, volitional, and moral energies. It is the seat of the will. It makes plans and comes to good decisions. Thus, the heart is the central unifying organ of our personal life. Our heart determines our personality and the place where where God dwells, but also the place to which the evil one directs fierce attacks, causing us to doubt, fear, Despair, resent, overconsume, and so on. That's where heart is. Heart. Oh, I don't have heart for it. A lot of uh, times we say that I don't. Have, I don't feel like it. But heart is more than feeling. Oh, just feel, you feel like doing it. That doesn't mean that your heart is doing it. Heart cultivating heart is much more than just feeling for it. You know, having heart for Jesus is much more than feeling for Jesus. So heart is not feeling. It's not emotion. It's not a place of emotion. It is a place of everything. 
our core existence. That's where heart is. So a lot of people just, just, just go uh, uh, emotional about praise and all that. They think that their heart, they, they are uh, giving heartful worship. No, that's not heartful worship. That's emotional worship. Heartful worship is much deeper than that. Heartful worship is like spiritual worship. So you have to really pay attention to what is going on in your heart. How does your heart react? For example, when you're fired uh, from the company, how does your heart react? Let's say you, you just move. How does your heart react? You have to understand what your heart is doing inside of you. If you make changes without paying attention to what's going on in your heart, you don't really change. Yesterday I talked about 바꾸는 것과 변하는 것. Right? So I talked with Bruce a little bit. The difference between uh, that. You know, when you, uh, for example, you bought a TV, you want to go and return the TV. Uh, 뭐라 그래? 바꾼다. TV를 바꾼다. That's a physical. But you leave uh, milk outside for a long time, then you don't say, oh, milk is 바꿨어. <laughs> milk is 변했어. Right? So more quality uh, change. So if you make changes without really paying attention to what is going on in your heart, you're just 바꾸어 all the time instead of 변화잉. Right? <laughs> I'm using... <laughs> Different language here. <laughs> right? Yeah. So, so, so what is important is piana, not pakununga. You're repeating the same thing in different ways. That's not what change is. You know? Changes you're making on the surface become only distraction. We need to see what's in our heart. A little boy one day uh, walked along the road and then uh, found a sculptor. He was uh, working with a marble. A bunch of marble, he was cutting it and then uh, all that. After a few days uh, later, he went by again and then he saw beautiful lion out there from the marble. And the boy asked the sculptor, how did you know? that there was a lion in there. You know? Yes. It's a, it's a block of marble for the boy, but the sculptor saw lion in the block of marble. What do you see in your heart that you will cultivate, you will produce? What you see in your heart that's what you're going to sculpt. If you have image of God, if you see image of God in your heart, then you'll sculpt the image of God. But if your, your heart is filled with fear and doubt, then fear and doubt will be sculpted. If we have faith in our heart, trust will be sculpted. If we have arrogance and pride, then condemnation and negative criticism will be sculpted. Doesn't matter what. Whatever you see in your heart, that 
will be sculpted. You know, Jesus gave us a parable of different soils, right? Well, what are uh, four different soils, if you remember from Sunday school? What are those four? Huh? Grace, what is it? <laughs> I need to prepare her before she moves down to Boston. <laughs> Religiously, spiritually, and everything. So that she can stand against the temptation of Boston. <laughs> Okay, what are are those four? So Simon said, path and thorny and rocks. Okay, so these three things. And then good soil, of course. So I want you to just turn to your neighbor, three or four, talk about what is on the path, and what is uh, stone, what is thorny ground. I want you to discuss together, just briefly. Just turn around uh, with your people around you, like three or four. Okay, let us come back together. So let us uh, first talk about the path. What kind of heart is that? Path. What kind of heart is that? Huh? Hardened? Okay. Maybe rock is more hardened? (laughs) Sounds like it. Path is, uh, yeah, 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 that's right, yeah, yeah, aha, interesting, hmm. Yeah. But it's, um, it's not fertile. It's sand. Yeah. So what happens is they start growing, but they, they don't easily yeah. go down and become strong. That's right, yeah? Yeah. And you want to get them out. That's right. But first, it would feel like it's a safe and simple place. Aha. Uh-huh. But later, yeah. In the long run, yeah. it's a very... It's very different, right? Yeah, it's very... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, good. So what, what is uh, indifferent... Uh, uh, Path is, what, what kind of heart is that? Huh? I gave you away. <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's kind of indifferent. It's almost, it's more than uh, rocky. You know, when you hate somebody so much, after that you become indifferent. I don't care what you do. You know, it's, it's like even with God, almost like indifferent. You don't really care. Well, God is, you're not even angry. Like a non-existent. Hey, hello, I'm here. 
but you're almost non-existent. So, so this heart is, uh, what causes that? What causes this indifferent heart? Burnout, yeah, burnout, definitely, yeah. And what else? Not even cultivated. Not even cultivated. Yes, good point. Now, and what else? Distracted. Distracted many other things. That's a little bit of a thorny uh, place. Uh, and no desire. It's almost like a, like a dead heart. It's there, but it's dead. Spiritually dead. You know... If you don't take care of it, that's what happens to the heart. What we are talking about is not, okay, oh, this person has a thorny ground and that person has a uh, the, 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 the rocky ground and that person has a path. No, within us, we go through all these four stages. It's not just certain people are rocky, certain people are thorny. No, we all go through. If you don't take care of our heart, you become indifferent. Worship. Bible, God, doesn't matter. Your heart becomes very, very indifferent. You need to take care of your heart. That's why cultivating heart is very important and cultivating desire is very important. And when you are indifferent, it is difficult at first. Once it is cultivated, it's easier. But when you don't have that, it is very difficult to cultivate that. And so that's indifferent heart. And the second, a rocky ground is what? More hardened heart. Either you're deeply disappointed or angry and something happened and then you don't like it. So it is hardened heart. And third, thorny, heart, thorny ground is what? Distraction, basically. Tangled heart. Your heart is so tangled. So you don't even know what you want. It's so tangled. I mean, at one point you desire God, but at another point, oh, you desire the world so much. So these, in these two, you're so tangled. You don't even know who, who you are. Like, you, you really desire for worldly success at the same time. Oh, you want to be spiritual at the same time. And all kinds of things are going on in your heart. You're so tangled, so complicated. Uh, within you. So the uh, seed uh, cannot grow. Heart, you cannot change the heart just like that. Like you turn on, switch on and off the uh, light. You can't do that. Either it is growing or not. You cannot just turn on and off. Heart. So you have to be very careful with your heart. What is going on in your heart is very, very important. So you have to be very careful with your heart. When you hold anger a long time, it becomes hatred in the heart. Hatred is formed. In your heart. Once hatred is formed, object doesn't matter. You become angry person. 
over little things, you get angry. At first, you begin with concrete reason, but once that takes hold of your heart, it doesn't matter. You become an angry person. If you hold greed a long time, it creates selfishness and corruption in your heart. When you hold insecurity so long, then you become indifferent. Because you're so insecure that you don't want a ah, blah, blessy attitude. You don't really care about what, what, what happens to you. When you hold judgmental attitude for a long time, you become self-righteous. Self-righteousness is created in, in the heart. You have, to be very impo- you have to be very careful. Heart, you'll experience all kinds of things. Anger, selfishness, all kinds of things. That's okay. But when you hold it too long, then certain negative things is formed in your heart then it is very difficult to really change. So heart is very important. So this time, why don't we sing together, creating me a clean heart. So if you could just uh, help us to sing this song. Meditate. What, what is in your heart right now at this point? And then maybe God can help you create a clean heart in you. So let us... Uh, sing together this song. Uh, it's a simple song, uh, but a beautiful song. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit in me. Cast me not away from thy presence, O Lord, and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation, and renew a right spirit within me. So now, let us see what journey our heart goes through when the change happens. In external change, there is an ending and the beginning. Ending first and the beginning. If you start a new job, then there has to be an ending to the old job and the beginning of the new job. So ending first and beginning. But the inner change, when change of heart does not happen from ending to beginning just like that. Our heart cannot go directly from ending to beginning. There is an in-between stage. Ending and beginning, and there is an in-between stage. When we send away the loved one, just because the funeral is done, you cannot enter into the beginning. The ending is not done yet. The ending lasts much longer. There has to be a period of sending away the person. That's why we have things like memorial service to have proper ending so we can go through that in-between stage. Physical separation happened 
but the separation did not finish in our hearts. When my mother uh, passed away, for several days, I, I mean, my mother kept coming to me in my dream uh, for how many days. In other words, the ending was not properly uh, done yet. Even the funeral was over, still I was going through the mourning uh, period. The ending was not done. Same with the breakup. When you end the relationship, but it takes long time for your heart to truly end in our relationship. Our hearts do not move from ending to beginning directly. It has to go through the in-between stage. When you go to the airport, you see the sign of departure and arrival. But the real important thing is the travel itself. But travel of the heart is not simple as riding the plane. It's not just a mechanical process. There is a journey where you experience so much about yourself and about life. So in, in, between, in, in this in-between stage, you learn so much about yourself, about what you want and about what you don't want. So this in-between stage is not just a matter of getting rid of it or shortening it. You have to go through this in-between stage properly. William Bridges, uh, the, uh, in his book, The Way of Transition, he quotes Hermann Hesse, uh, German novelist. Uh, the, his famous book is Siddhartha. And in, his, uh, in that book, this quotation, uh, I have taken thousands of people across the river. Uh, this is a, a boy, uh, the, the person who uh, uh, helped people, a ferry boat carry the people uh, across the uh, river. I have taken thousands of people across the river and to all of them, my river has been nothing but a hindrance on their journey. They have traveled for money and business to weddings and on pilgrimages. The river has been in their way and the ferryman was there to take them quickly across the obstacle. However, amongst the thousands there have been a few, four or five, to whom the river was not an obstacle. They have heard its voice and listened to it, and the river has become holy to them as it has to me. It's a beautiful quote. The transition is not something that you just have to cross over, something that you have to ponder uh, upon. We just like to move from one place to another as quickly as possible, like crossing the road. Don't stay in the middle of the road. Go, go across as quickly as possible. It's dangerous. But our change should not be like that. We cannot just move from one place to another just like that. It's easy, easiest to do. But without really going through what your heart is uh, going through, without really understanding what your heart is going through, that movement becomes meaningless. And also that movement uh, uh, become, can become hazardous uh, to you too. 
We should pay attention to in between stages. How many? I remember when I look back, uh, how many times I have just changed without this in between stage, and then later regret. Gosh, if I could think a little bit more, if I prayed a little bit more, if I stayed in between stage a little bit longer, then it would have been much better change. In the inner change, this in-between stage is not just an obstacle. For change, this in-between stage is not an obstacle. It's a very, very important place. To have a meaningful change, there has to be the proper ending of our past. There has to be a dying process of the old. This is what Jesus said, right? Uh, St. Paul said, In Christ, we are a new creation. Behold, first, the old has to go before the new come. So the old has to go first. The old has gone and the new has come. You cannot have the new wine in the old wine skin. You have to let go of the old for the new to come. The old has to go for the new to come. And Charles Dubois, uh, I asked my, our French uh, speakers, how do you say Dubois? And she said Dubois. <laughs> <laughs> Charles Dubois uh, said this. The important thing is this. To be able at any moment to sacrifice what we are for what we could become. If you don't sacrifice what you are, then what you could become can never come. Kubler-Ross, Elizabeth Kubler-Ross, in her book On Death and Dying, uh, when a person faces death, they don't just face death. There is a process that they go through. That process first is denial. When they have a terminal disease, no, I don't have that. The doctors must be wrong, misdiagnosed. So they go to different doctors, different hospitals to really see whether they have that cancer or whatever, denial. When denial cannot be done, then what they're going through is anger. Why is this happening to me? You get angry, you know? I've done so much for God and whatever, but you experience that anger. And after that, bargaining process. You know, God, if you give me, if you make me live, then I will do this for you or something like that. Uh, It's a bargaining. And when the bargaining doesn't work, then depression. They're going to deep uh, sadness, depression, and then finally, acceptance. Even one single death, it is that difficult to go through. You don't just go through from life to death. You go go through all these in-between stages to face your own death. Change does not just happen. Just because you made a surface change, that doesn't mean that you made a real change. 
you have to go through a proper in-between stage. There has to be a stage in your heart for the real change to take place. So then, you have to create a path for the heart to follow. To make change, you have to create a path. You have to learn to see how your hearts move. You need the guidance of the Holy Spirit at that moment. When the changes happen and when you go through in-between stages, that's when you need guidance of the Holy Spirit. What is Holy Spirit speaking to me? For example, when you break up with a person without proper ending, and if you enter into another relationship, you most likely fail in that new relationship because you never learned. You never learned about yourself. When the first relationship is over, you had to learn about what do I like about relationship? What do I not like about relationship? What kind of person do I really like? What kind of person do I really not like? And what kind of person am I? What, what, what is the experience that I really went through in, with, with that person? Where you have to have a proper ending, proper learning in that in-between stage. But without learning that, you just go right into the next relationship. It's bound to fail. Because you're going to repeat the same thing over and over again. When you talk to your parents, I don't know about you, but you know, uh, me too and a lot of us, they talk about their past life, their war, their, how they survived, and how they, they come, almost like a, a tape recorder, you know, <laughs> exactly the same order, about a hundred times you hear. Why? Because the old is stuck. And some people I meet, they only always talk about their university life. They always talk about their, uh, what they did, their stuff. And some KSM members I talk, they always talk about army time. When I went to the army, they, they continuously, in other words, that old is still there. It's not completely gone. Because it, it has a traumatic experience for them. So it is still there. People say, What's done is done? No. What's done is never done. What's done is never done. What's done is doing something funny even now. The past is not finished. Past is not determined yet. Past is yet to be determined by our future. For example... If your past mistakes teach you and change you and make you become a bigger person, then you will remember your past as a beautiful memory and as a worthwhile experience. But if your past mistakes only make you hardened, bitter, and you become ruined because of that, then that past becomes nightmare, painful memory to you. So past is not done yet. Past is yet to be determined in your lives, depending on how your future is going to turn out. If you enter into the beginning without the proper ending, 
your ending will linger around. Linger around you and haunt you. You know most scary 귀신 in Korea is? 천여 귀신. The virgin who died. They linger around. They haunt you. They never go away. The ending is not properly done yet. They need to still do that. So when the ending is not properly done, they still linger around. William Bridges uh, has a very good insight about the ending. So uh, I, I quote it for you. The breakdown of the old reality, that's ending, releases energy that has been trapped in the form of our old lives and converts it back into its original state of pure and formless energy. It is recapturing that energy that permits us to be reborn new. So to be re, uh, uh, new, you need energy, and only old is gone, that energy is released, and then you can use that to start new life. What should we call the in-between stage? I'll call it wilderness. In the Bible, the second book of the Old Testament, what is it, Grace? (laughs) Second book of the Old Testament, what is it? Exodus. Exodus is a book of the in-between stage. They left Egypt, but they have not arrived in the promised land yet. So the whole book is about they left Egypt, but they have not arrived in the promised land. They are in wilderness. That's in-between stage. So I will call the in-between stage as wilderness. Even Jesus, when he ended his 30 years of just personal life, before he entered into new stage of ministry, he went to the wilderness to be tempted by Satan for 40 days. St. Paul, after meeting Jesus Christ on the road to Damascus, before he entered into the actual ministry of Jesus, he went to Arabia. Not necessarily geographically wilderness, but spiritually, that was a wilderness for him. We all have this wilderness in making changes. The wilderness is not a place of certainty. It is a place of uncertainty. You left the old, but the new has not yet come. You have some regrets, unresolved emotion, sentiment of the old. New environment came, and yet your heart has not yet changed. Only the environment has changed. Your heart has not changed. There's confusion and chaos. Old Old Testament scholar Walter uh, Brueggemann, he said, he calls this wilderness as nothingness, emptiness, nothingness, emptiness. That's why people want to avoid this wilderness. Slide eight. Oh, yeah. That's a 
the wilderness in Israel. Uh, and next one. The people want to avoid the wilderness in the process of change. Why? Because it's an uncomfortable place. It is a place of uncertainty. It is a place where you don't want to be too long. But if you just come out of it too fast, you go right back into the wilderness. You have to stay there long enough. Learn everything that you need to learn. Then naturally, you will enter into the new. But if you just Initi- uh, uh, if you just uh, quit it, then you go right back into the wilderness. People want to skip the in-between stage and go directly from ending to the beginning. But the wilderness is a place where your heart changes. Your heart is prepared and the energy is created for the new. Our daily life is like that. We cannot finish the day and start the next day immediately. We need in-between stage. That's a sleep. When you sleep, what happens? Still, brain operates. It configures your, what you saw, what you experienced, what you heard. During sleep, it configures. So the next day, you can start a new day in an organized way. Wilderness in Hebrew is called Midbar. It is strange. It's interesting. The same word, the word of God, or the holy place, sanctuary, has the same root with this uh, word wilderness. So to Hebrew, wilderness, word of God, or sanctuary, holy place, they are same. Very interesting. Their mentality is very interesting. The wilderness is in between stage, but it is a holy place where you listen to God. Of course, you may experience also temptation, confusion, and difficulties, loneliness, but you also experience the guidance of God. At this in between stage, you need to experience God. Deeply. You know, when I uh, left Korea, when I came to Canada, I was 19 when I came to Canada. Uh, you know, in Korea, whatever problem I have, I had lots of friends. I call up, we meet, we talk over beer, man. You know, and then problem is solved. I can, I can move on. But when I first came here, I didn't have friends. I, I had nobody. I had nobody to talk. I was so lonely. But you know what? At that time, I met God. Because I had no human friends around me. I had to talk to God. And there, I experienced my own spiritual journey. Next slide, please. I think the most important place in the course of change is this in-between stage. Almost finished, but... Uh, that is all lies. Okay, have a seat, please. I think the, the most important place 
in the course of change, if you want to make meaningful change, the most important place uh, is the in-between stage for all of you. So think about in-between stage. When you enter into in-between stage, just pay attention to that a lot and see what your heart is going through in that in-between stage. Depending on how we go through this in-between stage, the quality of our change will be very, very different. If you don't go through this in-between stage very well, then the change you are making uh, will not help you that much. But depending on how you go through this in-between stage well, your change will be very, very meaningful change. As I said, it it is easy to decide change. I can always change. But it is also, it is, uh, that is only physical change. But to, gr- but to grow and experience meaningful change, you have to go through this in-between stage very well. Don't try to shorten this stage. When it is time to move on, you will know it. You know, uh, we talked about uh, St. Augustine uh, in the Women's Bible Study uh, last Wednesday. St. Augustine uh, is a saint, uh, but he was not always saint. He uh, loved this woman. Uh, she was a woman of her life. And her, her, uh, his mother, Monica, did not allow uh, to marry her because her status wasn't very good. But he really loved her very much. So, But his mother did not let, uh, let her ma- marry her, so she, he had to marry uh, a girl. But she was too young to have sexual relationship. So she, he could not have sexual relationship with this uh, woman that she, uh, she married to. So he fooled around. So he had a lot of uh, relationship, sexual relationship with others. And he was going through a tremendous in-between stage. A lot of struggles, wilderness. And at one point, he went to his friend's house, Ambrose, and then the kids were playing. He was sitting like this, and then the kids were playing outside. And then he heard tole lege, tole lege. That means in Latin, pick up and read it, pick up and read it. So he looked around, and there was a scroll of Romans. He picked up and started reading. And he said, finish your nightly life and start the new day. That, that passage came. And it just hit him like, like a rock. And there he was completely changed and became a saint uh, later. So you should not shorten your uh, in between stage by your own initiative. When the time comes, it will happen. For example, somebody goes, oh, I didn't want to go to party and all that. And at that party, you find the person, soulmate. It's not just an accident. It's just, it is, time came. And uh, uh, you did not want to go to a retreat and then, uh, and then you came to retreat and then all of a sudden, you became a new person. <laughs> Immediate stage is. 
gave her golf and everything. And then, <laughs> anyway, golf is good. <laughs> There's a golf here. <laughs> so, this uh, in between stage, you don't uh, humanly finish. Uh, you don't humanly uh, uh, shorten it. Just naturally, it happens and you come out of it. You don't even know that you come out of it sometimes. Uh, our waiting is not just passing time meaninglessly. Waiting is a very, very good time. In our waiting, life is being created. God is working on us in our waiting. Our circumstances do not change us. We do not change ourselves. It is God who changes us. For the seed to bear fruit, it has to destroy the shell that surrounds it. In this in-between stage, our shells will be destroyed. Florida Scott Maxwell said this beautiful uh, quote, Life does not accommodate you. It shatters you. Every seed destroys its container or else there will be no fusion. Beautiful, isn't it? The shell has to be destroyed. And where is shell destroyed? In the in-between stage. Then the seed will bear fruit. Elizabeth Lesser makes this confession in her book, Broken Open. She wanted to find who she was. She was, so, she was crying. And she just couldn't, her old self could not really describe who she was. She wasn't satisfied with her old self. So for soul searching, she was really searching for who she was. So she went to Israel to search for who she was. So she was walking around and she found this one antique shop. She went in, dark. And there was an old man, a kind of Middle East man. He uh, greeted her and took her to the back. She went to the back and there was a picture of flower, but it's not the picture, but underneath there was a poem. At that poem made her really, really cry. She was sobbing right there. And this is poem by Anais Nin. Anais Nin is uh, actually lived with Henry Miller uh, uh, in uh, France. Uh, and this quote, And the time came when the risk to remain tight in a bud was more painful than the risk it took to blossom. There'll be time when you experience this. Just tight in a butt because you're scared, you're insecure, whatever. But that is more painful than taking the risk to blossom. That's when the in-between stage is over. That's when you enter into the new stage. When you go through in between stage, you will experience the renewal. There is a pain, but the joy to be reborn. 
The in-between stage is where our heart is molded and shaped. Through deep reflection, deep understanding, patient but fervent waiting, listen to God, and experience the presence of God. But if you don't do any of those, how can you be a new person? Reflection, deep understanding, patient waiting, fervent waiting. This modern world makes me sick. So superficial. Just activities. Lot of activities. Lot of surface things. Even movies, I don't want to watch that anymore. It's all special effect. No story. No heart. Nothing internal. Nothing. No inner journey. This world just makes me so stuffy. We need to get out of it. I don't want this world to destroy my life. I have precious life. At most, 150 years. That's how long I want to live. At most, 150 years. Precious life I have. I don't want to live in a stuffy manner. I want to be renewed. I want to live free, liberated life, empowered life. I don't want to just live doing activities and activities. I want my heart to jump with rejoice, with joy and day by day full of meaning to do that. We have to go through the in-between stage. Well, through reflection, prayer, patient waiting, then you will experience something new in your life. You will see the change happening in you. The change happens in the wilderness. Cultivate desire. And today we talked about dynamics of change. What is happening Actually, in the change. So, I want you to go to your group and share some of your thoughts and insights. Now, so let us pray together. Lord, we thank you for the precious life that you have given to us as we live our lives. We ask your Lord to truly bless us, bless each and every one of us so that we may be filled with joy and meaning. In Jesus' name we pray.